You're listening to the Rebel Scum Podcast. You are always scum. Rebel Scum. From odds making to list rankings, we've got you covered. And don't forget to join us on Patreon for early access and exclusive content. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. Hello, everyone that watches us, which isn't our moms, which is weird. <laughs> Before we begin with the frivolities of Rebel Scum Podcast, it has come upon us that if you have not watched the finale of season two of The Mandalorian, you should stop listening. You should pause this and go watch because this is going to be spoilerific. You've been warned. You still here? Okay, great. James, did you see that episode? I have not seen it yet. Was it good? It was great. I thought you would have seen it. You're already dressed up as it. I was in the episode, and I don't watch myself on TV. I need gloves. (laughs) I feel weird. Okay. Anyway, uh, yes, I saw this episode. This was the second time in the show's history where you text me, and you're like, stop what you're doing. Yep. And watch the episode. So I want to know. I got to know right away, Brock. Your your first impressions on this episode as I try to. Yeah, you know what we've been. I've been mentioning this throughout uh, the season. It's like I can't have a final say on this series because it's a lot of this is woven together. So it's like the Favreau and Filoni. I know there's a lot of more people on the team, but you know they are the guiding light on this show. It's they. They constantly are trying to change the the norm, I guess. I mean, they're not doing anything crazy, but you're not like I often compare this to Game of Thrones because I watch this every Friday morning at like six in the morning in the dark, and like that hasn't ha- like that type of show hasn't happened since Game of Thrones. But like Game of Thrones was formulaic at points. You're like, yeah, we know this has happened. Like, a little bit of that is happening, but, like, they always keep you guessing. And it's, like, you never, like, I'm sure we could have, like, I'm sure we said it that, like, this is going to happen, this happened, and then it did happen in this finale. But it happened in a way that nobody was ready for. James, what did you think? Yeah, I I agree. I think the the one thing you're, I won't say what it is yet, we'll get to it, but that the, uh, the, it happened moment at, towards the end that final act i don't know if i was ex- i mean obviously i wasn't not expecting it but i'm not i i was talking to fantasia a little while ago a, a few days ago and i was like everybody wants something to happen in that respect and i would be okay if it didn't happen like i was at the point where i yeah. didn't i don't need anything to come in and kind of add to what i've been watching because we've had i mean i think we talked about we had all these characters set up already i didn't need anyone new or or old new to show up into the series that hasn't been introduced that being said it played out um i in my opinion perfectly to how it was meant to i was super Mm -hmm. thrilled uh, uh by that moment and it 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 did in a way surprise me because i was so into the story at that point that I didn't even think of that happening anymore. Like it was so far removed from my thought process. I was like, Oh, what are they going to do? Is, is Grogu going to do a move to get them out of like, that's where my head was. I I mean, I wasn't even really thinking, but if you know, I can remember thinking, Oh, what's Grogu going to do? Once he came back, Mm -hmm. it was always like, what's he going to (laughs) do? Uh, yeah. Like it's, it's uh, I think for a li- large chunk of the season we're like, oh, it's gonna be like this, because this is what happened in season one, and it's like I would say there's similarities with season one in just keeping you on your edge and being a engaging story, but like, like the finale from last season, the finale from this season, both are like, oh wow, I can't believe that happened, but at the same note, we're totally different stories, I suppose um yeah yeah absolutely yeah like uh i I was my opinion of it all was it kind of felt like the first i love the first season you love the first season obviously yeah 
But the first season, they were like, okay, we're going to do this show. And everybody said, oh, I like that show. And it became this huge hit, and everybody liked it. And, you know, even people that weren't crazy about it were like, yeah, it's okay. Like, it didn't yeah. seem like it garnered a lot of, like, hate. And people weren't like, I'm not watching that ever again. Everybody was kind of on board. And then, like, well, because we got, you know, we've earned, they, they earned the trust with the audience. And Rebels did the same. We've been comparing it to Rebels all, all eight weeks. <laughs> but, yeah. but Rebels earned our trust in the first season. And once it earned our trust, it was able to take different steps, different twists, different turns, and use uh, Star Wars as a as as a tool rather than just you know it's just a story in universes. Now it's like yeah, it's a story in universe, but because we've earned your trust and, and we've earned these characters, we can now use um, elements from the universe that you've known and loved over 42, 40 plus years, forty three years now, and we're gonna we. They have permission now to do all that, and that's how you get, you know, from from right from the get go, you get Cobb Vanth, who okay is only five years old, but still you get Cobb Vanth, Bo Katan, Ahsoka, Boba Fett, all these characters come back, and it's because of the trust they earned and gained in that first season. Yeah, it's. I was thinking about it today, like this story is really about. Uh, I mean, you could say it's about a lot of things, but it seems to be like this is the fallout of what life was like under the Empire for so long or what it was like to be in a war, like the constant fallout of war, which I guess you could say that about every Star Wars, but it's just like every character has been affected by some like massive people. Like they're all to the point that like it's all the characters. <laughs> it's funny that like CG Mark Hamill comes in at the end. Spoilers. Uh, has almost as much emotional range as most of the characters in the show, right? Like, like it comes up to episode. This is a sixteenth episode, right, of Mandalorian, chapter sixteen, and like this is where we really see Mando display real emotion. I guess he did that in the last the finale of season one when he's like almost about to die, <laughs> and IG Eleven takes his. Time. This was. This was different. I know you're saying this is very different from that moment. Like they're two, they're similar but very different. But like all the characters, and maybe it's because you know the main character, the two main characters are a puppet and a guy with a mask on. So it's like there's no, it's hard to gauge emotions. But like I've said it before, like all all the acting is great on this. Don't change a thing you've done with this show. But, like, Cardoon isn't really an emotional uh-huh. character. It doesn't really open up, per se. We, I think we're going to see more. Even Moff Gideon, it's like, he's, like, very interesting and what have you. But he hasn't, like, I don't know. It, it, disagree with me if you want. I don't feel he's a villain, but he still hasn't grown as a villain because you're just, like, you haven't really done any evil thing. He just kidnapped the I was puppet, talking to like, a friend about that, and he's dis- he's been disappointed in Moff Gideon so far. He's expecting more yeah. from him. And and look, Gideon is alive, which I think is uh, yeah. it could be used to the benefit of this of the series. I don't know if it will be. I hope it is. Um I like I I, I honestly I don't know. I don't know where their head the thing that the great thing about this show is you don't know where their heads at. Yeah. Because at exactly. the end of the first season, did you think at all Actually, just two weeks ago, Aaron Quinton, our good friend Aaron Quinton, posted on Twitter. Remember somebody made that Disney Plus Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker poster? Yeah. We're like, that's cool. It won't happen. That's cool. And then they're like, no, that's it. And that will probably be the poster. Frankly, I'm hoping it's R2. But it's like, like you, it, they're doing things and you're doing it. They're like, all right, here we go. And it's, and it's, it's fitting into, I think, what Star Wars fans have loved about star wars and that's that it is just in you know there's a the how how i met your mother the only people that don't know star wars exists the only people that haven't seen star wars are the people in star wars because they're living star wars Mm -hmm. i think at times when i think you know as time goes on it's going to be a lot harder for that to be the case because star wars i mean the force awakens is very self-aware that it's in that it's star wars right you know like and i'm not knocking it because i was just it's going to be harder as time goes on. Whereas this one, you feel like they don't know they're in star Wars. They're just there. And they don't know who Luke Skywalker is. They have no, like Mando has no idea who this guy is. He just comes. He's like, he's going to take the baby. And the baby's like, yeah, I'll go with him. And, and so they have to put that trust in. And I love that aspect of the show because that's how 
you know, it's like this is only a few years removed from the second Death Star blowing up. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> because it's sort of at the end of that episode. It's like, so Grogu went with Luke. How how does Mando get in contact with Grogu again? <laughs> and here's what so, happens. Yeah. Kylo Ren loses his poop over at the Jedi Academy. Grogu's like, because he's still a babe. He's like, oh, crap's going to hit the fan. He force Skypes Mando, says, come pick me up for the weekend, bro. Mando drives down to, to the Jedi Temple on that planet, picks up Grogu. They go to a beach for the weekend. Kylo Ren destroys everything. And people are going to be like, in the comic, Kylo doesn't destroy the temple. Who cares? Everything gets destroyed. Grogu lives happily ever after with Din Djarin. The end. That's the how it all works out. They're happily ever after on a beach somewhere. Father and son bonding. This is the way. First of all, stop saying poop. You're a grown man. I don't <laughs> want to swear. Kids listen. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Dang fair. I believe this part of Mandalorian is like nine years, ten, like so. Ben Solo is not at age appropriate. I honestly think Grogu is like one of the first students that that uh, Luke finds. I I hope we yeah. investigate this. I really do. I think I feel like to get to the part where uh, Ben Solo goes crazy, Mark Hamill, sorry, Luke has to grow a beard. And there's no beard no, no, in sight. No, 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 I'm talking, this is like 15 years down the road. Okay. Because we're, we're, yeah, that's what I said to you, like a time jump for next season would be fantastic. It's, it's, okay, well, let's, let's get ahead of ourselves now because we're going to go into next season. What the hell is next season, Brock? I don't know. I, don't I can know. say it's hell just... because hell is in Star Wars. Because... So, uh, can I just, I gotta, I'm watching the episode and I'm texting you while I'm, I'm live texting it. It was very fascinating on your end. Because you had already seen it and been like, stop texting me and watch it. So, I'm watching, I'm texting you. And R2 shows up and I lose my mind. Because R2 sounds like Star Wars. It might just be me yeah. going up in the 80s with those, the, yeah. the, 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 the 35s. As they, when R2 makes sense. It might be that, but to me, R2's beep beep bloops are Star Wars. So, anyway, R2 shows up. I'm like a kid. And then, and then you're like, keep watching. I was like, well, I wasn't going to stop watching. So I'm not going to lie to you. For a brief moment when it was a close-up of, of Grogu's face in the elevator, I thought he was going to speak. Mm-hmm. I never, I wouldn't think I would have thought of that if you didn't say keep watching. Then he didn't. I was like, well, what is he talking about? And then when the credits rolled, there was no... Uh, yeah, no art. concept. Yeah, no concept there. So I was like, oh, he must be talking about a post-credit. Like, that's when I clued into the post-credit. You knew it. Well, tell everybody how you found out there was a post-credit scene because you actually <laughs> used your show. I always, I always look at the credits usually for whoever the side characters was or were. So yeah. I'd be like, at the bottom of it said Bib Fortuna. I'm like, Bib Fortuna was in this episode, and then I looked at the time. I'm like, there's still five minutes left in this episode. I'm like, <laughs> oh. So I'm curious how many people did not watch that. I, so I on, on Twitter, hmm? mm-hmm. go ahead. Well, on Twitter, everybody ruins everything, right? But people were saying, make sure you watch the credits because I think a lot of people would have missed that. Actually, again, Aaron Quinton said that he missed it. He walked out of the room. His son was watching and his son was like, come back here! And like yelled at him to come back. Look, it's natural. We've never had a post-credit in Star Wars before. You wouldn't expect it. What a way to make an announcement, though. After a week of announcements, they punched us in the face with probably the biggest one of all. So has that been like what's the word confirmed that the book of boba fett is the uh, the third spin-off of the show i that guess just, now yes so assumed, right there was rumor that there was a boba fett show there's rumors yeah. of casting in this show and then they didn't announce it and a lot of people were confused um as to why and it was like oh i guess maybe those rumors were all a lie yeah and then this hit and it was not what i expected at all all i thought it was great the title is fantastic it's got to be the third one and they look the ahsoka show the the rangers show mando all take place in the same timeline boba fett clearly takes place in the same timeline so brock is the boba fett series going to be about him becoming like the big gangster that jabba the hutt was like a huge gangster type character and all the other storylines are going to come together with him as the big bad guy we're going to get to that i never tell the odds a little bit more but let's talk about it right here well, like, 
That's why I asked, is it confirmed? Is it confirmed that it's a show? I mean, we were told there were going to be multiple spinoffs and three seemed to be the right number, but like, is it confirmed? That's what I'm asking. Well, then, like, what? Well, they announced it now. But no, no, it, they announced the book of Boba Fett in 2021. That could be season three of Mandalorian for all. Yeah, no, I don't know about that either. I thought about that too, but they announced, I believe they mentioned Mandalorian season three at the investors. Did they not? Yeah, they did. But I'm ta- I'm talking like we're assuming Book of Boba Fett is a whole thing to itself. But has that been confirmed? I'm sure it is. But like, well, I'm just we'll throwing that. I, I think though, I think yeah. Mando's like for me, Mandalor- Mandalorian could be done with the exception of they have cool. to. And I said this to you earlier. They have to deal with the Darksaber because they made that. They split, they went out of their way to mention why he couldn't give it to Bo-Katan. And because of that. You can't just yeah. drop it, right? Like, if you were going to drop yeah. it, you just give it to her. And she's like, okay, you're good now. And then you just end it. But they couldn't do that. They they went out of their way to tell us that he can't just hand it over to her. So I, I'm guessing that there's going to be Mandalorian Season 3, which is hitting Christmas Day. Yeah. But then the Boba Fett show, like you said, is also hitting in December 2021. So Christmas Day is, what, three weeks in. Maybe the Boba Fett show is a limited three-episode, four-episode series like Obi-Wan. And that leads us into, I don't know. Maybe. There's so much happening now. Like, why why hit the brakes at this point? You know what I mean? So I I think, though, like, if season three were to be, the Book of Boba Fett is season three, and it's just, we just go away from Din Djarin, I'm like, (laughs) woo! Like, why not? Why not? Just, like, complete. See, here's the thing. This series is very, very good, and it's what Star Wars fans for the last 40 years have been, like, uh, uh, what's the word, hungry for, right? We've been wanting more and more stuff to fill in this gap. This show is doing a real good job of filling in gaps. But is there a line? Because now we are getting, like, 10 shows. Do you want to give that much information? Do you want to just constantly, like turn the screws on the fans. Cause like, even though they didn't do anything hugely drastic in this season, like it's the, I like how they're like, Nope, you thought we're going this way. We're going the other way. Well, maybe yeah, I'm being a little too crazy, but you know. here's a question. Is it going to be called, uh, the Mandalorian colon, the book of Boba Fett? I don't know. And do they, do they, do they all of a sudden do Mandalorian book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian book of Tan and the dark saber. Like, do they start doing things like that? Where all of a sudden the Mandalorian is just like a nameplate, like star. So then star Wars, the Mandalorian, the like kind of gets yeah. a little bit convoluted, but could they do something like that? Maybe. Yeah. Like an anthology or something. I mean, we know they're only going to go four seasons. So, well, it makes sense. To, I mean, that's what they've announced, right? They, they did, but everybody's forgotten about that. And if we go by the rules of post-credit scenes where they get the title card at the end, it's like, you know, <laughs> Captain America will return again in, uh, like, uh, whatever. That black screen with white writing always is, like, that's confirming the next project. So it's something separate. Because uh, I agree, like, there's so much to, like, go over with. Like, Darksaber, uh, Moff Gideon, Bo-Katan, like, where does the Mandalorian fall? Where does Din Djarin fall in the Mandalorian race? Like, uh, but then going Bo- Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett. I, I find it interesting, this Book of Boba Fett, because it's like we don't have a ton of books at the forefront front, uh, in Star Wars. It, you, we could think of that. I mean, the Book of Wills, which has never really been brought into something like this i don't know like i know you talk about it a lot but that's in more of the the books right yeah yeah so perhaps somehow they're trying to like incorporate this more like i I don't know it's just a cool title (laughs) (laughs) they were like it's a cool title let's use it yeah but like that's not a star wars thing you know what i mean like Attack of the Clones. Titles are big in Star Wars. You know, even if you don't like the title, like Rise of Skywalker, it's still, you know, Phantom Menace, great title. And it's there for a reason. Like, so I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think the series, if it's a Boba Fett series, you're definitely getting the backstory of how he got out of that Sarlacc pit. Perhaps through a season, like a little like flashback here and there. 
Um, I'm interested. I know we're going to talk about this later, but it's like, yeah, what is the importance of him going to take over Jabba's palace? Like, what is the state of Jabba's empire? Jabba's dead, and it seems like Bib Fortuna took over. But it doesn't look like it's as powerful as it used to be. It just looks like a crazy guy, crazy fat guy. I like how Bib Fortuna got really, really. Yeah, fat. I know. I loved it. I loved it. I was all, I was all on board for that. I was when I, when uh, uh, Boba Fett goes to sit down on the, on the throne. I'm like, oh, cool. There's rancors in the armrest. It's like I never noticed that. In Return of the Jedi, I'm like, there was no throne, Brock. He doesn't, Jabba the Hutt doesn't sit in chairs. <laughs> Beautiful. I was just, when Fennec Shan walked on top of the Rancor pit, I'm like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. But it was fine. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's contractually obligated for, uh, she is now into Star Wars for the rest of her life. Yep, There's no getting yep. out. She's in the Bad Batch, which is all confirmed. That is her. She's allowed to talk about it. It's a younger version of herself. Dude, that's in the news. <laughs> Sorry, ruining the news. I do that weekly. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, so for like that's the most emotion I feel like Fennec Shand has ever shown. Where she, after he sits down, she sits on the armrest and like has that yeah new thing of alcohol or whatever it is. That was awesome. Next, <laughs> it was very. It was, everything was so Star Wars in what we saw. So let's go yeah. through it a little bit now. It start right away. It starts off with Pershing. They're like, there you go. Yeah. This is who you want to see. He's here. Um, what'd you make from that? Oh, it was great. And I think I said to you, because they hijack his... What are those things called? Transport vehicles? They're not. Yeah, what's the, the name for it? Shuttle. Thank you. Like, they hijack that, kill the pilots, and then take it, right? To crash into or to sneak into the cruiser. I don't really think it's sneaking. They crashed into it. Um, so like Pershing still could be somewhere. And I think that's interesting now that we have a Boba Fett storyline coming along, like especially he's a clone and Pershing has some connection to Kamino. Maybe, I don't know. And they have, they have Grogu's blood also. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Um, yeah. And then, also to see later in the episode where like Moff Gideon's like, I don't need him anymore. I have the blood. I figured it out. That's all I wanted, <laughs> which is turns to be like a, uh, like a, a trick. But like, I was like, yeah, like I love how they're just like, no, this is not about having some powerful child. This is like, we're just cloning Jedi. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I love that too. Sorry. When you mentioned that, do you, are they doing with, Boba Fett, basically what they did with Darth Maul, and they're going to just make him the most interesting character in Star Wars. And everyone's going to love Boba Fett now. A character who died easily. I mean, that's a good point, because it's like, I think possibly fleshing out Darth Maul might not be worth it at this point. No, well, he's gone. Maul's I, dead, right? Maul's dead. He's dead, but you know what? Uh, yeah, you could, could go back. Yeah, and I think I, it, it feels like what they're, like, the way, sorry, the way Boba ended kind of reminded me of when we first saw Maul and Solo. You're like, oh, he's a yeah. big bad crime lord. And now all of a sudden, Boba's there and you're like, yeah. guess they're going to do and that. And they've always wanted to do that underworld sort of yeah. whatever show so now they can possibly do that. or now Maybe not like not exactly how they pitched it originally, but they could. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, I don't know why the move of that though still taking over Jabba's palace like it wasn't Jabba's fault that Boba fell into the Sarlacc pit no, like, you know what it was. I mean he was there for a reason he didn't have to go on the skiff you know what I mean or maybe, the, maybe he did I don't know perhaps that's what the show will be about so it's like I hope that gets a little explained. Outside the fact that it's like, check this out. Like, or maybe his plan, ploy like the whole time was to earn the money from Jabba and to eventually take over Jabba's palace and become yeah. that. And now he's finally at that point. I, I don't know. I was I was thrilled to see. I mean, as soon as it cuts to Jabba's palace, you're like, yeah, yeah. bring it, Absolutely. bring it, bring it. I think, you know, I, I've seen some people complaining about this star wars is too small I was like this is star wars like star wars are these places that we know the droids cartoon i've mentioned this before the droids cartoon 
live solely on sand planets. Star Wars is a sand planet kind of place. That's how that's where we're going to live and die there in spaceships. And I love it. And that's what Star Wars is. And I'm here for it. I thought this episode was exquisite. Uh, moving along, the uh, the dark troopers were kind of explained <laughs> a little bit more as to what they were. They were Terminators, essentially. Yeah. Uh, the indestructible, except for Beskar, it looked like. Um, really cool stuff. What do you think of those guys? I thought it was great. And it's just like this unstoppable force. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it, yeah, if it wasn't for Beskar, like his head would have been crushed. The Mando with mm-hmm. the one, the one trooper. Uh, I love I... that they come back. Like it's like, yeah, they're machines. They don't need to breathe and they fly. So the it's way like, they like, came back was it's so well done too. Like yeah. how many, yeah. how many boarded? No one. And you're like, and then you see I mean, them. And, yeah, I mean, none. none. Oh. A brilliant way. Uh, and then obviously everybody. Well, okay, okay. Well, let's talk about the lightsaber fight with uh, Moff Gideon. It had been teased for like a freaking year. We've been talking yeah. about it. One thing for me, Brock, that stood out more than anything. I had a lot of fun watching it. One thing that stood out though more than anything was when the dark saber goes into the side of the ship and it starts slicing it, and there's flames, and it reminded me of the Phantom Menace because we really haven't seen that since then, where that is something that lightsabers can do uh so what do you think of that whole scenario i honestly did not notice that this that part of this this episode was like the least thing that stood out for me i'm like yes yeah i mean it was it was good and and it's one of those instances like yeah we knew this was coming um but yeah i wasn't overly jazzed about it uh, but that's cool. I, I do want to rewatch all this. I think maybe Aaron's I might watching be... it right now. I'm upset. <laughs> she just texted me. Huh? I might drift off at uh, at some point when I watched it. But like, I want to watch it all as a whole stream of consciousness. Yes. Um. Um. But we did get some sick Jedi lightsaber moves with Luke entering. Entering uh, the cruiser and basically taking care of all those very, dark... very mi- much mirroring Vader and Rogue One. Yep, yep, very yep. Much, uh, but you know the green lightsaber showed up. We got ignite the green. It was ignited, and it he went to for town. for a hot minute. When you see his chin for the first moment, or not, or the first time you see the just the chin under the hood, I'm like. My God, they did it. They got Sebastian Stan yeah. to do this. Was, there was a moment I thought truly, that too. I was truly expecting it because why not? Why not? Like, even if he doesn't sound exactly like Mark Hamill at that age, like, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. So I I don't know. I, But I'm okay with this CG Luke, quite honestly. Like, we got to be realistic. If you're going to – if you want to continue these stories, you're going to have to get a digitally mastered uh, Luke in there. I was okay with it. I mean, it looked a little offshore, but I, I mean, look, we have Tarkin, we have Leia, we've seen this, you know, we have Leia and Luke in Rise of Skywalker. We've seen it before. I wasn't, um, you know, it was what it was. I thought it was great. I thought his, the use of him in the episode was uh, exquisite. Um, Like I said, I didn't, it wasn't something that I ever felt like I needed or even wanted necessarily with the Mandalorian show. But we we did the, the round table on Thanksgiving, on the American Thanksgiving, and Pete Fletcher was on. He said the one thing that separated Star Wars from anything else, he's like, it, it's the lightsabers. Like, it's always a lightsaber. Yeah. And it was really, you know, the, the, the Mando, Moff Gideon scene, I thought of that. I'm like, it's lights. It is. Like, there's something about the lightsaber. And then that moment with Luke and the lightsaber, there's something about that that just, it, it's kind of like R2 they are two sounds it's just star wars you're like that is that's it to a t right there and i i love that hallway scene and then when he showed up and, and he and you see them on the screen and grogu's watching him and he's holding his hand you're like well that's, <laughs> yeah you know, he knew he knew exactly what was going on and and it was a fantastic a moment and it, it and then you know towards the end when when din t- takes off his mask and whatnot and then they have that Han Solo, Ben Solo, Han Solo, Kylo Ren moment, touching the face, father, son, holding the face type thing. Yeah. It was like, this has been the end game for these two since the egg episode, right? Like it's, I mean, technically the first episode, but really their bond begins in the second episode of season one. And as soon as Yoda, baby Yoda, Grogu, <laughs> Yoda, as soon as Grogu saves them, this was... This is where they were going. This is the only outcome was for him to go to a Jedi, 
and now he's with uh luke who knows what comes from that but yeah it was all building up to this moment and it gave us you know we got to see pedro pascal's face and he gave a and he gave a 30 second performance that was fantastic yeah i mean the trailer for this season and the basically straight off from the episode, first episode of this season it's like i've been charged to get this cre- this child back to his people and he seems to have done that uh who'd have thought like we were like oh they're gonna find the planet of yodas and it's gonna be like we have a name we have backstory we have very like we have backstory i love that they can talk to him through the force so it's like you get a little piece of information, but you get nothing else. It's just like you, you get the very slim little bit of information. So, um, yeah, it's wild. Uh, going back to R2, though, like R2, like beeped a lot at Grogu. Like, do you think there's an, like, an exchange going there? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, well, my <laughs> first thought when that happened was that took... <laughs> My first, <laughs> my first thought was that that took R2 right back to Dagobah and Yoda. And he would uh, recognize yeah. that type, that, that creature and not, and because he's a droid, he wouldn't fully understand, but he would recognize what that was because he would have seen yeah. Yoda. Um, so that, that's, that is right where my head went at because R2 coming on surprised me more than anything. It was, and it was yeah. the happiest surprise of them all <laughs> for me. Oh, like R2 is like that character that could be like the the fool in Shakespearean yes. plays that like he's always there and he knows what's going on. Which if, is why, if, sorry, go if on. we could get like a flashback to Grogu in the Jedi Temple, like could are to possibly be there as well. Who knows? I don't know. Do we need yeah. it? I don't know. So, so yeah, for me, I always thought, you know, the rise of Skywalker should have ended with R2 being shut down for good. That was how mm. I felt. I felt like he could have, should have appeared somewhere in solo. I don't know how you do that, but like those, like him is three people, obviously, but, but like you said, he's the one who always kind of knows everything and is always there. And I thought it would have been very poignant if the whole thing ended with him on Tatooine looking up, being shut down for the final time and the last iris out was was r2's point of view that's what i kind of i wasn't disappointed when it didn't happen i just felt like it, that really i think would have hit home yeah. uh and, and i think this him appearing on the show kind of goes along those where he's always there he's always president and uh it was just uh, i i really like this as a finale i thought it ended uh, it could end this show except for like i said the dark saber aspect of it but yeah. it really felt like it ended it was like the journey of these two is over now if season three is the book of boba fett season three is the book of boba fett if season three yeah. is 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 uh mando learning the ways of actual mandalorians of the night owl stuff like that so be it yeah. i'm fine with like i'm fine with wherever they go but if they were like this is the end of it i would i would have said okay well done thank you for your service and uh, let's move on yeah, like it's it's an interesting question. I, I it'd be stupid not to because at this point, oh, you got to keep going. Yes, Disney Plus, yeah. right? And you got two other shows that are gonna intermingle with all of it. Uh, like Boba Fett is interesting, but like he's not going to explore any Mandalorian things because he's he's not part of that. He, even though he's a foundling, he doesn't have any desire to be part of. Mm-hmm mandalorian people so you're 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 just giving up on bo-katan bo-katan's gonna be in bad batch but like like to not have her back in some live action sort of that's the thing i think as much as the live action and the animation they live together and that's never been clearer than it is now they're still very separate because i could tell you like i just said aaron is watching mandalorian right now she's not gonna watch the bad batch She's not yeah, going to go yeah. back and watch the Clone Wars episodes with us. So I've tried. She's not going to go back and watch those even after this. My parents aren't either aren't going to yeah, either. Exactly. My dad that was like, let me know when the, the next show, the casting Andrew, he's like, let me know when that one comes. But he's not going to yeah. watch the Bad Batch. And so I agree. It's like, it's great. And it's great for us because we're going to watch it. But, you know, a lot of these casual fans aren't going to watch yeah. the animated stuff. So, you know, they're the same. They they live together, but they're in separate rooms. And, and you got truly that. And I think to not bring Bo-Katan back is a disservice. Uh, because she was so important to this finale now. Like she is, 
she's arguably more important than Grief Cargo was to Mandalorian at this point. <laughs> Who just yeah, like in Grief Cargo? Like I, I, I was hoping Carl Weathers would come back, but last week it really became evident that he was done. And if he never mm-hmm. shows up on this series again, I'm not going to be disappointed. Because, no. like, as of right, like, and you know what? If, if him and Cara Dune didn't show up in this season, I almost feel like I wouldn't have been disappointed until they showed up. Just because the way the show was going is like, are they going to come back to them? I don't know. Like, don't force anything onto me. I'm, I'm with you all the way. And I really think that last week, chapter 15, was very crucial to being an episode without Grogu. And seeing how people would react and if people would be along for a ride without Grogu. The the one thing to that to that though is the whole episode is ultimately about Grogu. Yeah. So yeah. so that's that's the, the trade-off. So I think I think it, the show does work without Grogu. However, it works when the, the end goal of the, the the show is to get Grogu. So uh, I think it will work, but I, I and I think people are gonna need an adjustment period to to not have baby Yoda in their lives anymore. Although let's not be surprised if he comes back post haste. I mean, it's just so great how it ties in so many things. It gives you more like, like uh, who are the Mandalorians? What happened with Bo-Katan? Like what was like, and, and then like fills in those gaps of what's about to happen in the sequels. Like this is how they're cloning thing people. This is how they possibly make Snoke, or this is how the Emperor's alive again somehow. Like, there's so many, like, two more seasons, and like, I mean, Moff Gideon seems to be involved somehow with the Emperor. So mm-hmm. keep him till the fourth season. It's just more and more and more. We don't need any other villains. We can have other like tripping hazards along the way, but like, make him the main goal. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm just psyched. <laughs> well, we haven't brought this up. Book of Boba Fett. If Boba Fett is this big bad crime boss, yeah, man, the Mandos won't want him around. And Moff Gideon won't want him around. Yeah, maybe they work together. <laughs> maybe it's I don't know. Star Wars of them. Do you want to uh, go to the odds? Let's do it. I, I love this show, by the way. Our show Aaron just texts me, whoa, the Dark Troopers. The music is the best. We didn't mention the music. I thought the music was a, oh, was, yeah. was 10 notches. And I love the music in the first two seasons. But the music, yeah. I thought, went up 10 notches in this episode. Yeah. Ludwig Gorson, uh, like, wow. Just insane. I am so excited for the second season of The Gallery to come back. Because, like, I think it's going to be really interesting. All right, odds. Odds. Never tell me the odds brought to us by Patreon. All the wonderful people that like to support us. If you would like to support us, check us out on patreon.com slash rebel scum podcast. The people that brought you this segment are Heidi Fetter, executive producer, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Stanifor, Sunathron, Scott D., Josh Price, Matt W., Rez, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D. Raven, Spencer, Gleek Play One, Automated Joy, Disney, Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Aaron Quinton, Jericho Kane, Girls with Sabres, and the Den of Nerds. <laughs> and by the way, Brock, I got to bring this up very quickly um, because January 1st at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, our ranking Star Wars goes up and the list is in. I have them all. Uh, around 60 people nice around 60 that includes patreons friends and our podcast slash youtube friends as well um a lot of people submitting lists for that one it is it is it's an intense list uh it's definitive so whatever we say this is it you can't there's no stopping this list there's no changing it it is wild all right never tell me the odds uh the first are the odds that uh as everyone knows, you might not know, though, that Boba Fett was at one point the big bad guy for Return of the Jedi. George Lucas planned on having Boba Fett as the big bad guy. Uh, will Disney use Boba Fett as the big bad guy and tie him into Ahsoka, Rangers of the New Republic, and the Mandalorian shows all together? Will he be the villain for all three of them? No, I don't know. It's like... If he's going to be a villain, it's going to be like Loki from Thor level villain where you're like kind of like he seesaws in between 
because uh, like even though there isn't a ton of stuff with him in this season i mean there's a lot but you know what i mean like there's not a lot of character development there's more than there ever was in any other star wars piece of uh media right like <laughs> i think i said at the beginning of the season that like uh cobb vanth is the best is better at Boba Fett than the actual Boba Fett. But Tamar Marson has changed that, so <laughs> Boba Fett is very interesting to me right now, but I can't see them putting a series around a guy that's just going to screw everyone over. Like, Not really their MO, so I'm going to go 25%. I, it's not a bad idea, but like, I don't know. I've always been curious how they're going to pull off a Boba Fett show. I'm going to go full Brock on it. See, and I think Ahsoka's going after Thrawn, so I don't see a tying in that way. But how do you bring it all together? I don't know. So I'm going to go full Brock because I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And they've proven to us time and time again that they can do what we don't know. <laughs> they will take us in directions we're not ready for. And they'll take us in directions that we're ready for and make us even more excited for those directions. Uh, the next odd, the odds uh, of Bo-Katan teaching uh, Din Djarin the ways of Mandalore and Din Djarin becoming the rightful leader of the Mandalorians. Will Din Djarin learn the ways and become the rightful leader of the Mandalorians? I'm not answering that rightful leader thing because it's just like, uh, it's too bleh. It doesn't fit with his character. It might change by the end of season three. Well, that, that's I, where we're going, though. Well, was, Is there going to be that change? I think, going? though, Bo-Katan will definitely be his portal to understanding what Mandalore is, Concordon, or whatever. Like, I feel like that is coming if she's coming back. But that's even up for debate because she's sort of like, I need to kill you now, so... I was so happy they didn't go down that route in this episode. I was just like, if they're going to force a fight between these two right now, I'm not I'm not in. And they didn't do it, in, to their credit. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to go... 70% that she will teach him the ways of Mandalore. I, this leader thing, I don't know. I'm going to go 65% of the whole thing. <sighs> because it could end with him just becoming the leader of Mandalore. I'm just a little done with the chosen one. Like, No, he's not the chosen one. He has the Darksaber. He has to lead their, their kind, their people. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the well, same no, thing. he's not chosen, though. A young farm boy meets a wizard and they go on a journey and it turns out he's the king of all. But like, he does it's... he's not the king. He's not the rightful king. He just has he won it. Alright, final odd. The odd that Grogu will return to the Mandalorian. Din Djarin. I can never predict what these people are these guys are gonna do, Filoni and Favreau. I'm gonna go full Brock on this because it's like it'd be stupid not to bring him back, but that would be a flex if, like, the first three episodes are Grogu-free in season three. I kind of hope they are. I mean, I love Grogu, and I don't hope they are, but I hope they are. I'm going to go I'm gonna go 72% because I think at some point they've got to be reunited because although if the show, I mean, four seasons, you got I think you reunite them. But if it goes longer than that, then you're like, it's it's been long enough that we don't need them together. But they're such a good team that I'm, I'm all in on it. All right, you want yeah. the news? Let's do it. News time. News time. Holla news. Holla news. Da, 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 holla do, 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 do. do you have anything on screen? Nope. Oh, okay. You're up. My mic is off. <laughs> holla news. The news you need to know right now. Star Wars, The Vow of Silver Dawn will be a new China-exclusive China novel and will fit into the High Republic era. It will explore a unique sector of the galaxy, which will fit into the overall canonicity of the franchise. Matt Martin of the Lucasfilm Story Group recently confirmed that The Vow of Silver Dawn is the English title of the Chinese Star Wars novel, which is set towards the end of the High Republic era and is said to focus on the Jedi and estranged relationships with sectors in the Outer Rim. Her official video appeared on Weibo Post. This is a story that needs to fit with it in our overall canonicity. Canonicity, James Waha, the vice president of franchise content and strategy at Lucasfilm. Uh, these characters are thriving Star Wars characters that could show up again and populate other media. He confirmed that the story takes place about 50 years before Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, with a Padawan named Sean taking a central role in the adventure. Wa said the Sean comes up against a few challenges in the novel as he finds himself 
grappling with an internal conflict over his duties and interests. He is a character with a secret. His origins have always been shrouded in mystery. He ends up being very much torn between his duties to the Jedi Council, to his master, and to his own interest. Uh, there will be no English version of The Vow of Silver Dawn, even though it takes place in the High Republic era, which, as we all know, is going to be a big event next year. Also, early, I believe today, Kevin Scott tweeted out that Amazing news, issue one of Star Wars, The High Republic, has already sold out. It is going to a second printing. And he had a cover that you could click on, and it'll come out Monday, 21st, 21st of December, which is a Monday release. Interesting. Uh, thank you, everyone, who has already pre-ordered. So that's wild. I'm excited. I Maybe I need to go get a comic. <laughs> uh, as we already said, Fennec Shan, it has been announced that Mignal Wen will voice the character in the animated series, The Bad Batch, which will take place a little after the end of the Clone Wars series. Uh, it comes on the heels of seeing the trailer where her character is in it, and she said everybody is saying that they just wanted the confirmation. So, yes, it is Fennec. It, it's a younger Fennec, and she is voiced by me, and I'm thrilled and beyond happy that Dave Filoni wanted to create more of a backstory for her. She also added that, She's cutting her teeth as a bounty hunter in the Bad Batch. She's still a loner, a drifter. There's just a sense of more recklessness about her. Just bravado. You know, a young punk. She's more adventurous and willing to take greater risks because she doesn't know what the consequences are. Uh, so that's exciting and interesting, too, since Bo-Katan's going to be in that series, or supposed to be. So are we going to... They've seen each other in The Mandalorian. Now they're going to see each other in the past, like... Are they going to connect those two at some point? I'm not sure. And then final news, sadly, Jeremy Bullock, the, the British actor who played the character of Boba Fett in the original trilogy, has died at age 75. You might remember him from Return of the Jedi. Uh, it comes on the eve of this episode of Mandalorian that we just talked about. Uh, so it's, it's uh, kind of sad, but it's also it's, it's really neat to see his character that he made so popular is now back in the forefront. Uh, his representative said he died peacefully in hospital, surrounded by his family from health complications following his many years living with Parkinson's disease. He will be missed, but his legacy lives on in all these new Disney Plus shows. So our condolences to his family, and thank you, Jeremy, for the wonderfulness you brought to a Star Wars galaxy. And this has been your Hollow News. Top five. Top five. Guess what top five it is. Top five moments from this episode of The Mandalorian. Top five moments from this episode of The Mandalorian. Here we go. My number five, the dark trooper punching Din in the face. That was... <laughs> I could watch that all day. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't care. My top five sucks. I love it. <laughs> Uh, my number five is going to be... Oh, God, what was I? I had it all in my head. Um, oh, God, what was it? What was it? What was it? Oh, oh <laughs> this is out left field. My top five was in the <laughs> episode recap where they, they pointed out uh, Dr. Pershing and then showed just a glory shot of like whatever's in that tube in the episode that we assume is Snoke. And that's it. And then they don't do anything about it in the episode, technically. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't watch the recap. They got to watch the recap. I skipped it. Uh, my number four, Baby Yoda touching Din Jaren's face. The goodbye between Din and Yoda was such a great moment. It's what the show has been building to, and uh, it was emotional. <laughs> my number four is... Uh, Cara Dune in the gunfight being like, my gun yeah. jam! Like, <laughs> totally spacing out. So maybe that gun is important in any future episodes with her or in uh, Rangers of the New Republic? I don't know. It was hilarious. Uh, my number three is uh, the Gideon Darksaber versus Din Djarin. Like I said, you put in something from the Phantom Menace in there and I go ballistic. <laughs> and the lights the dark saber looks cool <laughs> it does maybe this is a little low on my list but the other two outrank it number three is that final post credit scene where you're just like 
ooh, Star Wars. How do you constantly make me happy? So Boba Fett on the throne of Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, my number two is the Luke Skywalker hallway. He went nuts. It was great to see, but it is my number two. <laughs> my number two is also Luke associated. It's the you see the X-wing fly by, and for that hot moment, you're like, "Oh, is the Republic here?" And when they try to hail, when um, Bo-Katan tries to hail the X-wing, nothing. Nothing is said, and then he just walks straight on. Like I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome." <laughs> He's it just like the best. If it's if it's not Mister Kim, it's gotta be Luke. <laughs> All right, my number one is the post-credit scene uh, because it sets up something going on in the future, and it was and frankly, I, I love Jabba. I was happy to be back in his palace uh, before Tuna was there, uh, but really, it's number one because of the potential that it is setting up within the streaming service of Star Wars. Absolutely. My number one is the tearful goodbye between Grogu and Din Djarin. Like, Grogu is a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> like, the emotional, just everything that puppet did in that scene, like you said, touching the screen yeah. and, like, knowing it's Luke and just doesn't even talk, but like there's such an interchange, like emotionally through from all these characters, it's wild. So, just number one for me, yeah, what a just absolutely fantastic, great episode, great season, great series. Please tell me Yoda or someone shows up, says Aaron. So, she's she must be getting towards the end. <laughs> I remind you, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, iHeartRadio, all that fun stuff. You can listen to us. It has been a trip. It's been a lot of fun. Are we doing another one of these before Christmas, Brock? Sure. Right. I'm ready. This is 194. 194. Wow. Great times. We're going to be, like I said, ranking Star Wars is coming. We've got a few other fun things coming up as well. But ranking Star Wars, I'm really excited because everyone's going to yell. <laughs> it's funny, though, because you get one one list has, like, The Last Jedi, uh, Empire, one and two and then the next list is like revenge of the sith and solo one and two and, and like and like last jedi and empire like last on the list it's like funny how like everyone's so, it's great how different people are and they're not ashamed of it and that's what i love about it and they're yeah. just for fun these lists so let's not take them too seriously <laughs> absolutely yeah all right 194 episodes anything else you want to say no um go watch mandalorian if you've done your disservice and had it spoiled for you because yeah. that show is amazing and deserves a couple rewatches. I, well, I, we should definitely do another one of these shows in a couple of days to watch the show again and get back yeah. and talk about it one more time. Cause like now we could talk about this and then we could talk about the future with Ahsoka, Boba Fett um, and yeah, the Rangers. Yeah. Cause if they're all in the same time frame, then they're all going to, what happens in one will affect another one so that that's crucial yeah, and important so it's a lot of fun that they're creating this uh universe with the you know we're getting our eu in live action <laughs> and overse all right that's everything from the 194th episode of the rebels come podcast he's brock and i'm james and he was always scum rebel scum hey scumbags thanks for watching don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video as always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.